what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Stepping Up Service. Uh, this is Alan Jackson with The Jackson Group and here on TheMesh.tv with our show about the world of customer service. During the uh, course of these episodes, we've been talking about ways that organizations can uh, uh, put a better, uh, better enhancement level towards their customer service efforts, looking at ways that customer service has, has evolved over the years, especially with the advent of technology, and just trying to help everybody keep very focused on that idea of how do we provide that, that excellent customer service experience to the clients and customers that we work with. With me, as always, is Ed Gagnon from Customer Service Solutions. Ed, how are you doing today? Doing great. How are you doing, Alan? Doing just fine. Just fine. Glad to have you here. And uh, Ed is with Customer Service Solutions, as I mentioned. You can find out more about Customer Service Solutions at cssamerica.com, where you can find out what all Ed's into and the kind of work that his firm does in the world of customer service. Uh, now, Ed, since we started this program, we've talked a lot about just, you know, the idea of delivering good customer service, where... Uh, you know, finding out ways to make sure that we're addressing people's concerns, issues, uh, making them happy with their, the, the, the service and the relationship they re- receive. But we haven't really gone past that level to that, that super extraordinary just wow experience where somebody walks away just blown away with the kind of experience they received. Uh, we've hinted at it. We've talked about it in some of our examples and stories. But I'm going to turn it over to you because I'm curious myself for an organization that Yes, maybe they feel like they've got their customer service uh, down pat. They feel like they're providing some pretty good relationship work with their clients and customers. But they're looking to go to that extreme level, that wow experience for their customers. What do we need to do to try to help them get to that point? Uh, Well, that's a great question, Alan, because a lot of organizations, they are so focused on we want to deliver good service. They don't realize how customer service can actually be a differentiator against competitors. So if they realize that they can set themselves apart from competitors by by providing that kind of wow experience, it kind of begs the question, what is a wow? I mean, think about going from good to great. Think about uh, doing something special or unique or memorable. Uh, and the way we would define wow is uh, typically an unexpected positive event. So how can you continually try to give your customers those unexpected positive events? And I think the key word being that un- that word unexpected, because um, there again, I think you know, many people expect a good, solid customer service experience, but very few people exp- expect anything that was just going to knock their socks off. Right. And just to kind of illustrate this, Alan, we're going to play a game today. You ready to play a game? Oh, absolutely. Love games. Okay. All right. This is called Alan, What Do You Expect? Oh, it's even got my name in the title of the game. Yes, yes. I, I was hoping we could find a game with your name in it, and luckily we found one that applies to this podcast. That, so That's um, amazing. That's great. This one no, will I'm, work great. I'm very excited. Uh, I've never played this game before, so this should, this should be fun. Well, and the way it works is, is, is pretty simple. I'm going to give you an industry or I'm going to give you a situation you might run into as a customer. And, and then I want you to tell me what, what would you expect to happen uh, if you were in that situation? What, what would the service be like? How, like? how would the company be reacting to you? Okay. Uh, so basically, just tell me typically what you think would happen if you were in that situation. So is that pretty clear how this is going to work? Yeah, I think so. Now, I'm the only contestant right now. 
Yes. So you will be the winner. Uh, you know, that that is the uh, lack of a surprise in this game. Um, but luckily, there are no <laughs> losers. And Alan, what do you expect? So this will awesome. turn out well for you. I love games where I'm automatically the winner and guaranteed <laughs> not to be the loser. So that's great. Good. OK, I'm ready to play. That sounds fun. Uh, Okay, we're going to uh, do a couple different rounds of Alan, what do you expect? The, the first uh, situation we'll talk about is let's say you are a customer of a cable company and you have an issue. Your cable is out. So you've uh, called the cable company and they need to come out and, and come to your home and provide service. So when you're in that situation, Alan, Alan, what do you expect? Okay, all right. I think I can get this one. So I have called the cable company because of a service problem that I have. So what do I expect? Yes. I expect to be given a maybe four to five hour window of time where they will show up. Um, I expect that it will probably be in the last 10 minutes of that window. So I will be home half the day when really they showed up 10 minutes left in that window. But uh, that, that's me just hoping that, you know, they make it in, the, in time. I think sometimes it does slip beyond the window a little bit uh, with that. Uh, I would expect them to come in and basically address the singular problem. So if I said my internet's down, they'll go downstairs to my router, they'll figure it out, they'll fix it, and then they'll be done and they'll leave. To me, that's a that's a pretty ex- a normal expectation of a service call like that. Okay, and that, that that's a great example uh, of what the typical customer might expect. Now, if you were a cable company and you're wanting to go from – good to great. You're wanting to provide a wow experience. What you want to do is say, well, what would be some unexpected positive events relating to this? So one of the first things you said is it would be a four or five hour window. Well, to create a wow experience, then as a cable company, you might want to give somebody a one hour window or a 30 minute time or, or some something much more uh, specific that they could actually latch on to at that point. You All also right. said you might not hear from the person until there were maybe 10 minutes or so left uh, in that four or five hour window. So an unexpected positive event might be where they actually tell you that they're going to call when they're within 20 or 30 minutes of being able to come to your home. And that way, if you weren't at your home at that point in time, you could get there. At least you knew more specifically when they'd be arriving. So getting that call ahead before they came. And, and maybe when they actually showed up, they didn't just say, hi, my name's Joe. Uh, let me go take a look at your router. They actually sit, they talk to you about what the situation is, clarify some points. They've obviously looked at the history uh, of issues with your system, and they can share a little bit about what's happened in the past. And when they're uh, standing in the doorway at the start, they give you a feel for what they're going to do and how long it's going to take. So they've kind of set the expectations for the activity that's going to take place, the duration, what they'll do while they're in your home, and then they go ahead and they fix it as normal. So you've taken a normal typical expectation that the customer has and you wowed them three times you give them a a narrower time frame you've done the call ahead so you know specifically when you're going to get there and then they give you a dialogue and some information and some intelligence that that conveys that they know specifically what's going on with with your particular situation now yeah that sounds awesome that sounds like the kind of experience that i would go and brag to all my friends about whenever it happens now the question of course i would want to make sure anybody before they try to implement some of those those uh, those those high high extraordinary customer service methods is of course you got to make sure your systems are in place like we've talked about in previous episodes to handle that. Um, you don't want to give somebody a thirty minute time frame when there's no way because of your operational system you could possibly hope to deliver on that thirty minute time window. Um, 
or to give that call ahead if you don't have the equipment and services able to do that. So there's a lot of things I'm sure you would you would stress as well that you know have to be in place to make these happen. But if organizations can get those to those points, then absolutely they're able to separate themselves from their competitors with that wow experience on the customer service side. That, that's exactly right. You don't want to be promising things that you can't deliver. So w- when you're trying to define how do I create the, the wow experience, you come up with a lot of these great ideas, a lot of these great concepts. But before you start marketing them, you have to make sure you can deliver them in reality. Well, you know, and, and going back to the, the example with the cable company here, too, I mean, uh, time for us as consumers, time is still our most valuable commodity that we have to play with. Uh, when we're told, uh, it's still a huge frustration to me why we're told a four to five hour window of time on service calls when, you know, I would think, kind of like how I feel about the airlines, I don't understand why so many airlines are still delayed all the time. When they've been doing this kind of thing for years and years and years, you would think they'd have this down to a science. I would feel the same way about service calls. People should more or less know how to estimate time. And I would think a one to two hour window of time would be much more preferable to a lot of people. Uh, when you're asking somebody to take off half the day of work and or, or be at home sitting and waiting, that is just uh, that's not good for anybody, you know. Right, and that's why we talk a lot about process improvement because uh, you, you can have employees with the best attitudes in the world, but if your processes are such that you can't predict how long something's going to take or, or you're not sure how how long the customer is going to wait, that uh, lack of knowledge from the customer's part about how long the wait's going to be or that that long delay or that long process can really tick a customer off even before they've actually interacted with that technician that's coming to your house. So you can do all the customer service training in the world for your techs, but uh, if if that customer had three, four, five hours, they're going to be ticked off about the process. Absolutely. Good point. So, wow. What you described on that, that ideal customer service experience, yes. That's the kind of experience where I will tell my friends when they ask me, would you recommend XY company uh, for, for cable TV? And I could say absolutely yes, without a doubt. Uh, it wouldn't, I wouldn't even be thinking about the quality of the picture on the TV or the variety of channels. I would be thinking about how well they service, uh, how well they handle their service calls. That's what's going to come to the front of my mind when recommending to others. So good call there. All right. Well, let's go play round two of Alan. What do you expect? Are right. you ready? Ed, yes. But can I just clarify? Did I win sure. a point on, on round one? Uh, you, you actually won four points. Oh, four points. Awesome. Great. No, that's all I wanted to know. I'm yes. Just, I like keeping score. Yes. I have a scoreboard here in front of me. I'm just making sure I'm doing okay. Yeah, see, there I tried to give you an unexpected positive event by giving you more points than you expected. Now, <laughs> I will uh, I will have to tell you the points are meaningless at the end of the game, but yes, you did earn four points, so congratulations. Ed, points are never meaningless to me in a, in a game, so I'm still keeping score. I don't care what you say. So, All right, all right great. I'm ready for round two. All right, round two. Um, are you ready to play, Alan? What do you expect? Absolutely. All right. You, Alan Jackson, are in a fast food drive through Okay, I will, just, I, will just flash back, I will just flash back 45 minutes in my life. So I'm okay. there. Yes. Well, I will just leave it at that. Tell me, Alan Jackson, what do you expect? Um, okay. Well, first off, I know what I, I encounter on most situations and uh, unfortunately expect, which is a pre recorded, hi, welcome to so and so place. Uh, can I take your order? And I will read out my order. And then almost half the time, somebody will come back and say, uh, I'm sorry, uh, could you repeat your order again? Like a human being this time. So. Kind of that little mixture of uh, some automation, some human, but not really seamless experience. 
Um, I'll say my order. I'll wait for a few more minutes. I get up. Uh, I generally get a nice, at least a half a smile. Thank you. Have a nice day. And I'm on my way. It's a pretty cut and dry, not much more to it experience at that point. Okay. So that that's basically the typical experience. Pretty it, typical, It's the pre-recording. Yeah. It, it's the repeated order. It's uh, maybe by a different person. doesn't feel real seamless. It's okay at the end, and that's about it. Well, if you wanted to figure out how to go from good to great, go to special, unique, memorable, those sorts of things, to have that wow experience, what, what if when you drove up, uh, instead of it being a pre-recorded audio, which was a different voice than the next person is going to help you. Maybe there was a video screen there. Maybe it's interactive, and they're just not mm-hmm. saying, what do you want? They're saying, hey, how are you doing today? You know, they're, they're actually engaging you in a brief conversation, checking in on you. They're smiling when they're talking with you. Uh, and then the same person is actually confirming the order that that you just provided. And, and maybe they're actually keeping you engaged, and, and, and they're just talking with you a little bit. Uh, prior to wrapping up the order and make sure they got everything right. And then as you're going from where you order to where you end up getting your food, there is some engagement there. Maybe there's some interaction or something to read or some positive messaging that's around the corner as you're waiting to get to the place where you pay so that the perception of how long you're waiting uh, is is not that great. And, And maybe when you got to the window, it's not just a matter of, them holding the food outside the window or, or them giving you a brief smile and taking care of the food and and keeping their eyes really focused inside. But they stop. They're focused on you. How are you doing today, sir? Again, they're greeting you. It's not the assembly line. And, and now, from what I understand, you ordered this and this and this. Is that correct? So they're confirming again. They hand you the, before they let you go. Uh, maybe there's something special that you didn't expect. Maybe they, they say, by the way, I put a special coupon in there for you. I noticed you like this particular... Uh, a combination meal number two, here's a coupon for a dollar off the next time you order the number two combo. Or, you know, here's just a, a little gift. Uh, you know, it's something we, we provide to the customers once in a while, whether it's a coupon or, you know, would you like a free ice cream or a free sundae today? We just like to do this every once in a while for our customers. Uh, and maybe they do something a little special once in a while. But it's one of those situations where it's not the typical, but it's going beyond what you would expect. And not only have you got me excited thinking about that particular situation, but I'm also now a little hungry. So uh, <laughs> I, I may have to run back out whenever we're done recording now. Um, okay. that, sound, that sounds amazing. Um, I, I think that's the biggest thing when you look at the fast food situation, the fast food world. Yes, ultimately people want it to be quick and, and pretty seamless, but that doesn't mean it has to be cold and distant either. I think, right. I think we've gotten to a, a point where – with with some of these uh, fast food places trying to work in this pre-recorded stuff and trying to be as just fast as possible, you're almost skimping a little bit on that personal experience. And I think a lot of people would really like. Um, and I think what you described there, there again, was just a great example of that. Um, but now let me let me just kind of turn the tables though a little bit. If I'm sure. a, if I'm a restaurant owner, I own one of these these restaurant chains, and I'm hearing this and I hear you describe this wow experience, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, well what well, a Adding in all those things, the video screen, the the, the more conversation, it, does that run the risk of like affecting me from a speed standpoint? And I would I would assume that your answer is going to be that yes, it does a little bit. But how would you how would you argue to somebody that it's worth going that extra mile for the extra level of experience, even if it means stepping a little hair away from maybe speed and efficiency all the time? 
Well, that, that's a great question. Keep in mind that, uh, first of all, in customer service and satisfaction, as we all know, if you can uh, retain the customer, you have a better chance of uh, having them come back, selling more down the road. If you keep the customer engaged during the conversation, you establish a rapport, a dialogue, it's a lot easier to, to maybe sell a little bit more during that transaction itself. So you do have the long-term customer retention, revisit financial benefit plus you have the financial benefit of instead of it being a quick transaction you're actually establishing a little rapport there might be some cross-selling upselling opportunities during that conversation but the other thing to keep in mind i know a lot of people don't think about when they're dealing with fast food restaurants or that kind of a throughput issue that you're describing is that typically when you go through a line at a fast food restaurant you are waiting uh, prior to ordering, you're waiting after your order. So sometimes you order and yet you don't move. You place the order, you're sitting there, and then the person on the intercom says, can I take your order? And you say, well, I just ordered. I haven't moved yet. True. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry about that. So so there's definitely a wait time uh, when you've uh, – after you've taken an order prior to moving forward. So if that initial order in some cases does take another five seconds or 10 seconds or something like that, it's not typically going to get you to your food more quickly. The other thing a lot of organizations don't realize is that when the order is wrong, when they've done something incorrect and they have to fix a problem and you were to describe uh, or excuse me, try to quantify the time it takes to, to make all those fixes at the fast food window when they got your order wrong, that would more than offset a few additional seconds uh, on some of the orders during the course of the day just to confirm the customer satisfaction and to confirm that they got things right. So uh, definitely there, there might be a little bit more time in some cases to get the order right and establish a rapport on the front end. But on the back end, when you have fewer errors, you have fewer issues, you have less time fighting fires. Yeah, so it's just, it's just taking that understanding, like you said. It, it's, yes, on paper, if you were to do the math, it may seem like you're adding more time to the process. But if you back out all the times you have to fix your errors from before – uh, or the things that don't go smoothly because you don't have maybe that personal uh, interaction level like you should. Uh, ultimately, the, the idea is you should be coming out better and not only better time-wise, but also better with uh, customer service experience and relationships. That's yeah. exactly right. Okay, good. Good deal. So I got, uh, did I get my four points on that one too? Actually, you got six on that one, Alan. This game so you're up is to 10. awesome. <laughs> yes, you're doing game. great. We'll get back to your show in a moment. Just a reminder, you're listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Find out more at themesh.tv and give us feedback on what you like. And now, as promised, back to your show. We're going to our third and final scenario. Are okay. you ready? I Absolutely. I think I'm doing pretty good so far with my, my uh, 10 points, so I'm hoping to see how I can build on that this one. Well, well, well nobody has ever had 10 points through two rounds of this game, Alan, so you <laughs> I, are doing I didn't figure good. so. I figured I probably had a high <laughs> score at this point, so that's good to know. Uh, yeah, the, la- the last scenario uh, deals with something, I-, I don't know if you've ever experienced it before, but it's overseas airline travel. Have you dealt with that recently? I think I might have uh, just recently, yes. I think I have dealt with overseas airline travel. Okay, I, th- I thought you might have. So uh, when-, when you talk about, you think about what typically could happen during an overseas airline uh, travel or-, or trip, Alan Jackson, what do you expect? 
Okay, here's what I expect, especially given my recent experiences on my own. My, my experiences are probably even a little more tainted than normal. Um, what I expect is long lines basically everywhere I go, which would be both the ticket counter, uh, the uh, security checkpoint, and then the baggage claim at the, my destination. Long lines everywhere. I expect uh, crowded airlines to the point where it is nauseatingly uncomfortable for long periods of time. Um, I expect, hmm, I expect the bare minimum as far as food, drink, and entertainment goes, uh, where basically here's your bare minimum food, and if you want something really, really nice, you got to pay a little extra. Um, I guess overall, it's just, you know, people just kind of brace themselves when they do over overseas travel for a long, miserable, tough experience. And that's just, you kind of just gear yourself up for that when you get ready to go. Okay. Yeah. And that, those are great examples. And, uh, you know, it's interesting that, that the phrase you use is brace yourself. I mean, it's kind of sad when you're going overseas and maybe to do something special with the family or, a, you know, an especially nice business trip or something like that. And the first thing you're thinking about is I have to brace myself. Yes. I mean, you don't want to feel like you have to do that just to get to the destination. You would hope the trip to get there and to come back would be a lot better than just bracing yourself. Well, it's almost like you see the travel part as the trial by fire. It's like if you can get past that point, <laughs> if you can get to your destination, the, 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 you just know that you're going to have a good trip once you get there. But getting there is never going to be fun. Yeah. So you've talked about long lines. And what if there was a way to... Uh, to expedite that process. And, and you think about what a lot of the airlines have been doing with self-check-in and, and checking in from your home and printing your boarding pass from the home. What, what if the organization really did an effort to say, what can we do to reduce the amount of time people had to spend in lines through education or having fast-track kind of lines, like there's a fast-track area in a hospital? And you talked about waiting for your packages. And a lot of times the issues with overseas travel is not just the wait time for your packages to come down baggage claim, but it's just the anxiety and whether or not uh, the package was even there. Yes. You know, the package made it. Uh, so what, what if they could do certain things with real-time tracking on your individual bags where you could have an app and it would track where that package was located or, you know, mm. was, it at a, was it coming to baggage claim? Was it at the appropriate air, airport even? But since FedEx can track UPS, even the post office can track real-time on packages, uh, why couldn't we have some kind of real-time tracking uh, on your luggage that you just gave to somebody uh, you know, several hours earlier at another airport. Well, and uh, and if I can comment on that, that sure. idea, I love that idea, and I can already see how it would work. I mean, uh, as you probably can pick up, I did have some overseas travel just in the last few weeks, uh-huh. and it did not go very smoothly on the way out there. Uh, overbooked flight, lost luggage, everything you can imagine went wrong. Um, but thinking about the idea of tracking your bags, you're right. That that point where you're standing around the baggage carousel waiting for your bags to show up and you've been standing there for 20 minutes and they still have not shown up. Not only is that a lot of time you've spent just waiting for it, hoping that they're there, but it's that anxiety level is incredibly high because mm-hmm. here we were, we were in the far East for what was going to be a nine day trip and our baggage was not showing up yet. That was a very wow. nervous situation. Having that little mobile app or some way of saying, as soon as the plane lands and you can fire up your, your, your smartphone, Say, oh, looks like our bags didn't make it. We need to go straight to this uh, this concierge or some sort of counter to get this resolved instead of having to wait for half an hour, 45 minutes, looking to see if it shows up or not. And then uh, 
and being nervous the whole time. Uh, go ahead and get the bad news quickly when you get off the plane instead of having to wait around for it and guess. Uh, and then it's also that peace of mind. If your baggage did get there on time, pull up the app. You see it's there. You don't have to worry about it. You just know I'll just go to the area and it will be there when, when I get there. Yeah, so that that's a great example of how you can go from uh, just a basic typical experience where here I am sitting at baggage claim, I'm just hoping, praying that my bag actually shows up to as soon as I get off the plane, here's the app. I know where the bag is. It's on the plane. It's going to be coming to baggage claim. It's in the right place. And therefore, it's peace of mind, lack of anxiety. Maybe you're not in such a rush to get to baggage claim. You'll stop at a restaurant and grab a sandwich for the road. And, and it's just a better experience overall. And, and that kind of technology, I'm sure, if, if FedEx has it, UPS, USPS, there's no reason why American Airlines and Delta and US Air and all these other organizations couldn't have something similar. Yeah, that sounds really nice. Really yeah. nice. So, so the idea that we have from these uh, three different scenarios uh, is that you, when you think about a typical experience, to make it a wow experience, come up with some kind of an unexpected positive event. And if you do that, maybe you can earn, uh, I don't know, 10 points through your first two rounds. Or with your overseas airline example, Alan, since it was so personal, you actually get a bonus 25 points yes. on that last example. Yes, I am. I rock at this game, man. This is so it's an all-time record, 35 points for the game. That's great. It's amazing. I'm probably probably scored the best of any person playing a game with their own name in the name of the game. So I, uh, <laughs> I think I have set many, many records today. Yeah, so, so good job on that. Thank and, you very and much. And there are some lessons learned beyond the fact that when you come up with your own game with your own name, you can basically give yourself your own points. So, yes. you know, that's one lesson, obviously. But go. if we're trying to create a WoW experience, there are a couple lessons here. First okay. of all, think of WoW as being an unexpected positive event. Uh, Secondly, to create a wow experience, it all starts with knowing what your customer expects. Uh, And and customers get those expectations from a lot of places. It could be their personal experience with your company. Uh, It could be some marketing that your company does. That creates experience about what the – or expectations about what the experience is going to be like. Uh, Maybe they've experienced your competitors, and that will give them an expectation about what it's going to be like to do business with you as well. Uh, Maybe there are just some stereotypes types relating to the industry like you and I have been talking about, or maybe they've gotten word of mouth from a friend or family member, or maybe they just poof, uh, get these expectations out of thin air. But uh, if customers have expectations and and by giving them an unexpected positive event means giving them the wow, then then you really need to work hard to figure out, well, what do customers expect? Mm -hmm. Uh, and, And try to do some research on that, whether you're researching competitors, researching the industry, researching yourself, looking at how you market. But but we try to do as a starting point in creating a wow experience is having a good understanding of what your customers expect. So, so Ed, is it safe to say then that in a way, you know, you don't want to go out there on the Internet, on your website or in your marketing material and saying, hey, guess what? You know, if you come visit us every so often, we give out free coupons and we do free stuff for you because then that's almost setting that expectation that people show up. They're expecting these things to happen. What you're exactly. saying is that, you know, the, the, the marketing, the image ought to be obviously that we are a very good, strong customer service company. But yet the, the wow things are really those little surprises when they, in, when they interact with your business, not something they come in with that expectation of. Right. Because if you make it such that it's a perk, and we, we run into this a lot with our pro sports clients. They say, well, we gave uh, folks this particular perk and they love the perk. And then 
you know, we, we just intended it for it to be for one year, and then when we took it away, they get all upset, and now they don't want to renew because they think our perks and benefits have gone down. Well, it's because you're focused on giving them a little carrot or some little incentives to create the tickets, uh, to have them purchase the tickets, but uh, what you've done is you've created an expectation that at a minimum they're going to get those same benefits, those same perks year after year after year. Yeah. So you want to make sure you're setting a baseline expectation of what they're going to get, uh, but don't use those perks and benefits to drive whether they come back to you or not. Use those perks and benefits just to occasionally make the special experience for the customer. I see. Gotcha. Okay. So really the key word, it sounds like to me the, the number one word to carry away from the whole wow experience is the word unexpected. Um, because you know, I think it's pretty safe to say everybody can go out there and have their staff or their, their client relations people smile and talk more engaging and be friendly with uh, clients and customers. That's all going to deliver a very good customer service but experience. But in the, for the most part, that's what people are hoping for and already expecting in a way. So it's really what's unexpected, what's above and beyond is what creates that wow experience that people talk about and brag about to their friends. That's exactly right. I mean, when you think about what makes you say, wow, if you ordered a hamburger and in the fast food restaurant, you drive up and they give you a hamburger, why would you say wow to that? Right. Uh, uh, if you had the cable company and they were getting ready to come out and the cable company uh, said it'd be within this four hour window and they come sometime within that four hour window, why would you say wow? Yeah. So it has to be something that's unexpected, something that's hopefully positive. Uh, And it's one of those situations where the customer got more than they expected, more than they anticipated, and they say, wow. It's also something that, you know, like we alluded to earlier in the conversation, you know, it's making sure that your company is prepared and systematically ready to offer that that perk, not perk, but that unexpected surprise. Because there again, you don't want to overpromise, you don't want to underdeliver, you don't want to get yourself in a bind of, not having the systems and the processes in place to give out this, uh, this, this uh, wow experience if you can't deliver on what it's supposed to be. So, um, yeah, it's just a few things, you know, a few things people have to keep in mind. They can't just go out and run out and say, oh, let's start offering this, this, and this and giving these things to everybody that comes in the door if that's actually going to set you up for failure without, because you don't have the systems to, to accommodate it. Uh, it's making right. sure the whole picture's there. But, yes, it's striving to find those ways to deliver that wow unexpected experience. Yeah, so that, that, that's a good segue into the second tip. If the first tip is you really have to be intentional about knowing what your customers expect, the second tip is to create that unexpected positive event. And, and this is something that doesn't just always happen. Some of it is planned out. Some of it is structured, like you're saying. Some of it is uh, strategic-oriented, where the organization literally says, where and when are we going to try to create those wow experiences, those things that differentiate us from our customers? And they actually plan it and make sure that they can deliver on it. Yeah. Uh, a third way to think about creating a wow, and I'm going to run through these pretty quickly, Alan, but uh, is to try to use wow language. And I'm going to give you nine key words. And if you uh, look at these words, these are what we call uh, customer service power words, where if you use these words in customer service and, and you intentionally – uh, do them, uh, say them to your customers, then it's really going to start changing the environment, changing the, the experience in the mind of your customer. So are okay. you ready, Alan? I'm ready. Go for All it. All right. These are quick, but here we go. Number one is yes. Uh, say yes as much as you can to the customer. I mean, literally say the word. If, if they say thank you or if they say, can you do this for me, don't say no problem. 
Don't say okay or don't just take the, the item or the request and work with it. Say yes. Yes, I can take care of that for you. Yes, 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 yes. means a lot to customers. All right. The second is hope. When you're unsure of an answer, at least tell them that you want what they want, that you hope you can provide the answer that they desire. So if they want something, uh, don't just say, well, yeah, I don't know if we can do that. You know, I'm not real sure. Or, you know, I'll check that. You know, I really hope we can do this for you. I'm not certain, but, but I hope we can address that for you. So if you convey hope, you're conveying that you're on their side. Okay. The third is try. Uh, sometimes it's not just a matter of attempting to help the customer, but you also have to tell them that you're trying uh, to help the customer. So uh, if it's a situation where you're trying to make sure they know that you're working on their behalf, uh, don't just uh, basically look at what their request is and think to yourself, well, that's not going to work. Let me try something else. You could tell the customer, well, unfortunately, uh, my, my first course of action isn't going to work, but I'm going to try something for you. Mm-hmm. At that point, it makes it seem like you're going above and beyond for the customer. Number uh, four like is yeah. thanks. You know, th- this is something as simple as thanks for your patience or thanks for sharing for that or thanks for coming in or thanks for the request. I mean, just hearing that word thanks means a lot to customers because it, it, if you use it constantly throughout the conversation, they realize that, that you appreciate them. And that leads us to the fifth word, which is appreciate. You know, mm-hmm. people want to feel appreciated. If they're spending money with you, they're, they're spending time with you. They, they want to feel like their time is appreciated. So literally say, hey, I appreciate the phone call. You know, I appreciate you participating today. I really appreciate you coming in today. These are great statements for them to have in mind as they conclude their interaction because you want the last thing that they have in mind, that thing that forms their opinion uh, to be something positive. And if you end conversations by saying, I really appreciated this, I really appreciate you, that's a positive way to end the conversation. Uh, the six is name. That's you using your name, their name as much as possible, just trying to personalize the conversation, establish that rapport. Mm-hmm. Word seven is happy, happy. Uh, where you're literally trying to get the conversation away from the task and toward the person. So when, when a customer conveys a need, don't say, let, let me see that document. Say, you know, I'd be happy to help you with that. Don't say, uh, well, I, I'm not sure if we can do that uh, or yeah, I'll, I'll take care of that. Uh, say, you know, I, I'd be happy to take a look at that. I'd be happy to take care of that for you. It conveys positive emotion to the other person. Sure. Uh, the next word is sorry, and this is number eight out of nine. And, and this word does not have to admit that you're guilty of something. Uh, but but it's a good word to use even to convey empathy or an apology on behalf of the organization. So a lot of times customers, even if you're doing a great job technique-wise of trying to diffuse the upset of the angry customer, uh, if they don't hear that magic word, sorry, uh, they can still say uh, stay upset or irate. So try to get in the habit of saying it appropriately. I'm sorry you experienced that. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that isn't typically how we do business around here. I'm sorry you're in that situation. Sorry again just touches the other person more personally it conveys a little empathy and it conveys uh, more of a personal response on your part and the last word number nine Mm -hmm. is can and when you can't do a tell them what you can do so many times we ask questions can you do this and the the employee will say no i can't do that and it just feels like a dead end and what we want to do is focus on even if we can't do what the customer wants we want to make sure we're very intentional about telling the customer what we can do while we can't do a what we can do is b so those are your nine customer service power words well ed if i can comment on number eight just for a second i want to expand on something you said there because i think that word sorry 
I hear this a lot in the customer service world where it's just become this connotation that by saying the word sorry, you are admitting guilt. And I think you alluded to that earlier in your description as well. And that's not at all what that word is really can be used for. Uh, you're right. right. And it's, it's all about sharing empathy with others. And I think uh, we all need to get out of our head that by saying I'm sorry that somehow we're pointing the finger at ourselves. Um, it's not necessarily that way. Some people may see it that way, but I think you're right in saying that, you know, I'm sorry basically means I understand what you're going through and I, I empathize with you and I feel, I feel bad for you. Uh, it's, it's not always assuming that you're the one at fault, but people like hearing that word sorry. They like hearing that somebody's thinking about them and, and being compassionate towards them. So, yeah. Right. So, and that, that word is something that once you feel comfortable finding a way to utilize that word, it's very powerful when you're trying to diffuse the situation, you're trying to make a tough conversation with a customer, feel like a dialogue as opposed to a confrontation. So you got to find a way that you're comfortable using that word. Right. So nine, nine key words to use in, in those experiences and those all nine help add up to even more of that wow experience that people can look forward to. Right. So just to summarize the keys to creating a wow, let's start with the fact that we need to remember how a wow is defined. A wow is the unexpected positive event. So the very first tip is you have to know what the customer expects. And if they get those expectations from their own personal experience with your organization or with a competitor or from your marketing or from industry stereotypes or word of mouth, whatever the case might be, you have to be very intentional about understanding and and researching what customer expectations are. The second step is to actually create that unexpected positive event. So if you know what the customer expects, think, think about what you can do above and beyond the basics above and beyond the stereotypes above and beyond uh, what they they might typically think is going to happen when they go to a competitor or go to your organization uh, and identify what are those unexpected things you can add in what you say how you do things the call aheads the the shorter time frames the special little applications or gifts or or, or just Those things that go above and beyond what might be typical of what a customer would expect. And the third tip is to use the wow language. Use those nine key words we talked about. Yes, hope, try, thanks, appreciate their name, your name, happy, sorry, and can. If you get yourself and your your employees to use those words over and over and over again, it will have a powerful impact on your customer experiences. Wow, very nice, very nice. So really – organizations, you know, looking to deliver that wow experience is keeping in mind those three points, using those keywords. And just remember, this is the unexpected. It is not the uh, standard customer service experience. We're all hoping to strive for that in our own business. But this is over and above something beyond something that a, a customer does not expect, but is the kind of thing that they're going to brag about incessantly to all of their friends and family about your business. So great, great information, great tips there, Ed. Thanks so much. Now, Ed, we normally do at the end of our show our, our customer service experience for the month. Um, through the course of the game, I kind of got to give two or three of my own uh, some experiences there. So we're going to pass on that for this month and save them up for future months just because we got a lot of good stories in from the game earlier. Uh, I hope that's okay with you. Oh, absolutely yeah. fine. Yeah, we'll save those for next time. So with that, we are going to wrap up this month's episode. Uh, how about delivering the wow experience? Uh, thanks so much, Ed Gagnon, for all your expertise and help on this matter. Uh, remind us again, for people who want to learn a little bit more about you and your business, where should they go? Uh, the easiest place is to go to cssamerica.com, such as Customer Service Solutions America, uh, cssamerica.com. 
All right. And I'm with the Jackson Group, which is thejacksongroup.com, where we conduct a customer, patient, employee satisfaction surveys for a variety of industries and a lot of work, especially in the healthcare industry as of late. So with that, we're going to wrap it up. A couple quick housekeeping notes on The Mesh. If you are interested in viewing some of the other shows that we have available on The Mesh Network, you can go to themesh.tv. That's T-H-E-M-E-S-H dot TV and view all of the other shows we have available at the moment, uh, uh, ranging everywhere from business to news to sports to, uh, to entertainment and, and everything in between. So, and also, if you're interested in sending us an email to let us know what you think about this show or any of the other shows, maybe questions you have, maybe ideas for future topics, you can send us a note at info at themesh.tv. Or even better, if you've got an idea, uh, you want a voice to us uh, over a voice message, you can call our mesh line and leave us a message. That's at 828-619-0048. And uh, we'll listen to your messages. And if we've got a really good one, uh, we may even be able to play it on a future episode. Who knows? So a lot of ways to get in touch with us, a lot of ways to share some feedback. We hope to hear from you guys in the future. We hope you will tune in for our next episode. And for Stepping Up Service, this is Alan Jackson and Ed Gagnon. Take care. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.